Welcome to your weekly Influence Factory. Introducing your coaches, Dean Delisle, Kate Hassett, Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, everybody? Hello. Hey, guys. Oh, you can hear me. That's good. Hey, what's happening, Jackson? <laughs> what's happening, Kate? All right. Welcome, everybody, to another rocking episode. We are so excited today. We have a special guest coming up uh, at about uh, in about uh, 10 minutes here. So uh, we're going to get through a few logistics and some news and some other cool stuff. But don't forget... Uh, Kate, uh, if they want to join you on social media, can you just fill them in on the hashtag and the uh, and the uh, Twitter handle? Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you're following us at Get Social Jack. We're using the hashtag Influencer Fact Influence Factory and Got Influence. So you can submit questions there, follow with us, and then of course we'll be live tweeting when our guest influencer comes on. We're also on Facebook and on Snapchat. So make sure you hit us up at Social Jack. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, just I uh, want to give a shout out to our friends at uh, Child's Voice. Uh, they said Dr. Michelle is in the house today. And I want to give a shout out to all of our uh, folks that haven't been on up to this point. Uh, I think I showed that this week we gained an extra 76 people. So woohoo! welcome to all those people out there. And uh, don't forget that if you... Um, uh, if you uh, do want to hear it after the fact or share it with people, uh, Jackson, what uh, channels are we on out there? We are on YouTube. You can watch the recording and uh, see our faces. Or if you're on the go, you can log in and uh, download the podcast uh, through the Google Play Store, um, uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Oh. Also, Spreaker and Stitcher. And we're working on getting us on to... Uh, Spotify for those of you guys that do Spotify. Wow, that's rocking. Okay, did you hear all that? So that's where you can pick us up if you miss us here. And then don't forget, um, so you can learn extra stuff today. Make sure you turn off your cell phone, close your email, take some notes, and you will always, we always promise you'll learn something new. Now, those of you that are new with us, because we have 76 new people, uh, what uh, the big thing is with uh, GoToWebinar is it's, it's also available on a mobile app. That means that um, you can go to the App Store and you can uh, download GoToWebinar, take us on the road. And then if you ever have audio problems, you can literally uh, click uh, change your audio selection to phone call. And when you do that, you're going to get... Um, a telephone number and an access code and then you can just you know walk down the hallway or wherever you got to go so uh, that's pretty cool and then uh, uh, don't forget we want you to engage with us the secret to social media so in engagement we want you to utilize the um, uh, questions area of the go-to webinar taskbar so in doing that um, uh, in terms of uh, the, the go so everybody look at the go-to webinar taskbar find the questions box and the question of the day is if you could have one superpower what would it be one superpower what would it be type that in now one superpower so Kate what would your superpower be um invisibility Absolutely. I'm trying to sneak up on people and go incognito. <laughs> the best. Uh, let's see. Jackson, how about you? I would probably say that I would want to be able to fly because then I wouldn't have to deal with rush hour traffic anymore. 
that's where I was going to go flying. Let's see. Anne says flying for sure. Uh, Kate says reading minds, uh, <laughs> staying healthy for Leonard. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's infinite health. Is that like, is that like uh, living forever, uh, Leonard? That maybe that's uh, goes down that path, right? Uh, Peter said, "Know the future," so he would be, a, a, you know, a, you know, sort of a fortune teller, if you will, or seeing in the future. Um, and uh, let's see, uh, Doctor Michelle said, "Greater patience." <laughs> it's a superpower. <laughs> I love that living a legacy ability to write ad copy that converts at 50%. That's Jimmy Z. Okay, Jimmy, that's awesome. Uh, flying. And then uh, Ira is being a thought leader. Ira, you already are a thought leader. We just have to get you farther out there. And uh, Hank said, no fears. All right, everybody. Thanks for jumping in. So remember, as you participate with us, this is uh, sort of our engagement factor, which is the key to all successful social selling, influencer development. If you don't show up to the program or you don't show up to the show or the event like LinkedIn and Twitter and all the social media channels, you can't win. So we want you to win here as well. So at the end, we'll announce who is the most engaged with us. Um, oh, and Barry said, uh, live till 147. So thanks, Barry. Good to see you on with us. All right. So let's rock on with our program here. Just a couple of quick things. Remember, Social Jack members, if you log in, you get all the current classes from the Influencer Development Program, all the worksheets, all those things. And then all the forms uh, have been uploaded. So if you're looking for the worksheets to be influencer or keywords and all that cool stuff. So anyway, uh, just so that you know, they are all uploaded. So, uh, and also for our upcoming workshops, you guys get the extra discount codes. Not that the rest of you don't get good discounts, but uh, uh, Social Jack members get an additional 30% off of classes. They also get sometimes up to 100% off, depending on their level of membership. So if you are interested in becoming a member, uh, so I'm going to launch this poll right now. So just click quickly on your screen. And if you want to talk to somebody, we'll have somebody talk to you about membership. Uh, it's super easy. It's painless and it's not that expensive. So anyway, cool stuff. So I'm going to leave this up for 30 seconds. Um, and uh, real quick, uh, just to let everybody know, we have a webinar coming up. And everybody that's with us today, write down SJ10. So if you want to uh, register for building a powerful social network, those are the people in your network. If you, want to, uh, if you want to build a powerful network, we call this social teaming, we're gonna teach this exclusive class on 215. Write this code down and go to socialjackflash.com and register for that next class. You can also register ahead on 38. Uh, how to be a business influencer, and then monetize your network. So cool stuff. So hopefully you can make both of those. They're online at your convenience, and they will all be recorded. Okay, super cool. <clears throat> all right, so real quick, uh, Kate, I think we have uh, some news. Do you have some news for us? I do have some news. You want, so me, to bring, you want me to bring it up for you? I have this first yes. one, seven insanely simple ways. I want to hear some insanely okay. simple insanely simple and you can scroll down a little bit to get to the graphic um so this is from social media today one of my favorite sources because they give us so many easy, easily digestible infographics and those are my fave so in case you didn't know it costs seven times more to acquire a new customer than to um retain an existing one did you know that i did not 
Okay, well now you do. And actually 37% of marketers think that social media is the way to um, effectively retain your customer base. So wait, 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 wait. So people that are like saying, uh, should we use social media? I mean, people are still saying that, which we can't believe they're actually still saying that. Uh, but this, uh, so this is like, you know, hey, here's the evidence. And I'm sure there's some good cited sources in here, but 30%, 37% yeah. say it is the most effective way, right? Right. Absolutely. So some seven simple ways to um, make sure you're retaining your customer base using social media. And there'll be a link to this in the follow up email. So I'm just going to cover a couple of things. And of course, if you're following and you're not watching, um, just cover a couple of things that you can take with you. Um, one of which is social listening, listening to your customers on social on social media for if they have better ideas for products they love. So we do, the team does a lot of that here for our clients and we listen on social media platforms, tell our clients the things that their customers are saying. Because if you're making current customers happy, you're gonna have a way easier time getting new ones and you keep that customer retention. Kate, I know we would do the news quickly, but what is social listening? Just for the people that don't understand that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's listening, watching the notifications. It's that guard dog, um, watchdog, is that what we call it? Watchdog lifestyle watchdog, on yeah. social media, looking at the notifications, checking the messages, getting back to your people. And a lot of companies don't respond personally on social media. Big mistake. You definitely want to take the time every day to respond to them because that's what's going to make your customers come back. Absolutely. So uh, engagement and advocacy. So uh, you almost want to have like a community manager that's watching. So of course, you know, we do that for many of you. But if you're interested in that, just let us know. But it is important because think about hosting an event. And then all of a sudden, you forget to show up, but all the people showed up and they're walking around and they have questions and they want to do business with you, but nobody's really talking to them. So it's sort of like that. Exactly. Also on that list, though, is influencer marketing. Of course, we deal what? with business influencers around here, but one of their suggestions is to rope in social influencers to help promote your brand. So, you know, it's the year of the influencer, definitely something to take into account. And another thing that I really found interesting in the infographic was speaking in the tone that your customers want to hear. I talk about it all the time. You got to talk to your customers like you know them because you do. You have the CRM you have the info, you have the data, you've targeted your demo, and now you need to talk to them like you know them, and that's going to keep them coming back for more. That's awesome. And then, yeah, uh, so yeah I'm, uh, that's exactly basic. That's basically what we've been, uh, you know, teaching for years here is uh, authenticity, you know, being, being true to your brand and to your customers, you know, being authentic online. And that was one of the original you know, things that we would be teaching every week. So the yeah. power of authenticity. We had a whole series. I on love it. it. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that brings us into our next article, which is an infographic. I love it. Design tips to maintain that look and feel of your brand. So once you've established your personal brand, there's a couple things you can do to make sure that your infographics are um, conveying that brand. And I'm really glad they brought up this article because especially in influencer marketing, you should be putting out content all the time. So you want to play with other 
others, engage online, but you also want to put out authentic content from your brand. And a super easy, engaging way to do that is with an infographic. And I love them. And you can make brand material, infographics, things like that. It's never been easier with the use of Canva and other free um, materials online. So this is something that all brands should be thinking about doing. And just a couple main things to keep in mind when you're making infographics. The first one is going to be font. You want legible text, not too yes. many words, not too many fonts, just really easily digestible. Also placement of the logo. You want to put your information up high and then tag with your logo down low. Because if it's good information, they're going to get all the way through the infographic and then see at the end, oh, it's by Social Jack. And that's going to make that curiosity click. They're going to click on you. They're going to want to see more. And then also, like we've already said today, your voice, the tone, talking to your people like you know them because you do. So um, I challenge each and every one of you to start making infographics. I know our team has started and it's just a super easy content, something you can make that stands for your brand and you can use it across all social media platforms. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, uh, so uh, there's some questions coming in. Kate's going to address those questions offline while we're on with uh, Mary. I'm going to cover a quick lesson, and then I can't wait to get to our influencer who's coming up. So our quick lesson today, coincidentally, is creating your story. There's going to be five key elements that I want you to think about. So I'm going to switch right now. Uh, to this uh, slide. And this is from our, those of you that have taken our influencer development workshop, this will be familiar, but we know that I believe Mary is gonna tell us our story is ever evolving, but we'll see what she uh, comes up with on this. But in terms of what is your story? So I want you to just make a couple notes on this. And then of course, I want you to make a ton of notes once we get Mary on with us. But why are you doing what you do? You know, what's the emotion? What is the thing that drives you to be the thought leader, the person that you are? So think of answering that question. And one of the things we have you do is a partner writing exercise. So in the workshop, we pair you up, but you can do this with um, a trusted ally. You know how we have you do peer reviews for your LinkedIn profiles and things. Have somebody sitting across from you, set a recorder and just write like crazy you know that other person is writing while you're talking and and a famous songwriter uh from la that i that i was doing some work with once told me i was like what's the success to a great song and he said write for the wastebasket write for the wastebasket so we just want the other person writing as fast as they can you want to hear the tonality in your voice in terms of how you sound and then we want to make sure that you're you're answering some of these questions so how did you get started um, how do you help people, you know, that, you know, because there's a there's an inner desire for us as thought leaders to want to help someone, right, to help your client, to help the other person. And then think about what drives you, like what's your oxygen? You know, this is always a funny question when we do our uh, interviews for influencer development. People are like, oh, I don't know. And it's funny because we sometimes we are doing things for either the wrong reasons or we don't check in enough on the right reasons of who we are and why we're doing these things. And then, you know, don't forget to put the personal you in there. The fascination about storytelling is getting the personal you out there. So what do you love to do when not working? So as I'm introducing Mary here, I want you to type in, what do you do? What do you love to do when you're not working? Type that in and then uh, I'm gonna uh, get to my introduction here. Hopefully I get to the uh, right uh, slide deck from, uh, here we go. 
All right, so without further ado, I have uh, our influencer of the day, Mary Rodriguez. Uh, Mary, are you uh, with us? She should be jumping. There she is. Hello. Are you checking in from Seattle? I am. I, that's, that's my coat back there. It's it's like 45 <laughs> degrees and that means I'm freezing because I am not native to being here. I'm a Floridian and I'm dying. I've been dying, but you know, it hasn't been so bad, honestly. It, it was, it's been, it's only snowed like twice. So it's good. It's good. Not too bad. No sympathy. We're in Chicago and you know, it's a little colder here. I know it's not Miami and it's not Seattle, but it is way colder here than it is over there. You know, it's been cold in Florida. My family calls me and they're like, it's 40 degrees there. It's 45 here. So it's five degrees higher. It's weird. It's been like a weird year all around and all over the country, but Chicago always wins for being the coldest. I don't know what I don't know what anything below 20 looks like, honestly. I've never seen that before. And I'm oh, okay. Goodness. I don't need to. <laughs> so it's so funny because in our workshops and things like that, I'll I'll actually talk about you. I'll go, I learned storytelling from Mary Rodriguez. Oh. And, I'll, and I'll always tell your story a little bit, but I'm going to run, run through a couple quick things here. We know you're yeah. an international keynote speaker. Um, you're fluent in English, Spanish, and smiling. There is no shortage of that, especially if you follow you on Twitter. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. You've been an influencer in my world for as, ever since the day I met you. Um, and I forgot that you can sing an extremely high octave, but only when singing to your dog. Yes, I, I forgot you knew this. Uh, and it surprised me to see that. Yes, uh, and I do that. I have this one song that I make that I made up for Dino. His name is Dino Max Rodriguez, an American bulldog. He is literally bigger than me. He's huge, and uh, but he becomes he's such a teddy bear. So when I sing this song, no matter where he is, he just starts singing with me, and it's just it's beautiful. It's really I, I think that it's award winning. Honestly, I think it's like Mariah Carey kind of stuff. You know, I'm just kidding. You know, it's terrible. And and I know you hate frogs because we talked about this earlier in your office you have this green thing across the room yeah. that is like uh, I, I was able to get a tour of mary's office earlier and there's this green thing on the shelf that looks like a frog and she hates tree frogs and then you have the superpower of running in heels these are so fascinating pick one and tell us who you are and your story and then we'll get into some cool questions yeah, so thank you so much. Uh, running in Heels is actually part of my brand. I know we're going to touch on personal branding. Uh, it's something that, um, you know, I've always worn heels. Funny enough, I'll tell you that uh, I, I had to wear, I had to go to the foot doctor, doctor two day, two weeks ago because I woke up and I couldn't walk from my right foot. And I was like, what's going on? And so the doctor saw my foot and he's like, have you been wearing heels much? And I was like, yeah, since I was 15. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, you know, he goes, how old are you now? And I was like, turning 40 he's like yeah so he made me this insoles to wear in my and i was like I, i'm like what does that mean like i can't wear heels anymore and he says well i'll make them small so you can fit them in your heels and nobody could tell so i'm actually wearing heels and insoles at the same time that's my story my latest story um but it's part of my branding i think uh, you know as, as we create our story we have to talk about transformative moments things that keep happening as part of our lives that uh, that change who we are that make up who we are and and that's part of story crafting which i know we're going to get into so yeah, and Kate says uh, aging is rough or is tough on the ladies. <laughs> oh you know, you know what? 
Listen, Dean, I know we were talking about hair earlier. Do you know what it takes to do this? You know what I mean? It's, a, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. I'll tell you that. This doesn't come And that's your story and you're sticking to it, right? My story, I'm sticking to it. But you know what? We love it. We love we love getting all dolled up. At least I do. That's part of my brand as well. So. Yeah, right on, right on. Well, you know we're in the influencer development business. And so... I've watched you develop as an influencer and I want you to tell a little bit of that story because when I first interviewed you, I think it was live from one of the many cities that we shared on the social media strategy summit. And then it was like, um, and then, and then you were uh, in Miami escaping tree frogs when I interviewed you before. (laughs) And then I think we did, uh, don't be a social media watermelon. I was re-listening to that uh, the other day. And then, uh, and then we have, uh, then we're here, you know, and you're in Seattle at headquarters and then you're global. You said you're going to Dubai and all these other cities. So Israel, Israel. oh, Israel, right, right. So tell us what's, you know, how'd you get here? How'd you get here? You know, and you talk about the influence and yes, it's it's definitely, you know, you learning your industry, you learning yourself, learning your industry, understanding what your value is. So an influencer is someone who's really consistently providing thought provoking value content uh, to their audience, wh- whatever that may be. And so if you position yourself in a way that you're we all have gifts, right? We all just have something to give back. And so if we position ourselves well and begin to share that consistently, you are, you know, you you begin to be seen as a thought leader and people begin to connect with you like you and I connected, right, on social media and start talking. And, and then we we build this network. And so the, the network gets bigger, the network is stronger. Uh, and, and so that's, that's the influence that you can have uh, as a thought leader. And that's how I got here. I mean, I got here because... I wanted to uh, learn more about storytelling, understand what it was and how it impacts my business, my space. It's, uh, I was leading social media at Microsoft at the time. And so how do I in- incorporate that into the support side of social and all of that? And so I began to learn more. So learn, learning myself, learning my talents and then learning my business and then learning the industry as a whole, um, you know, I began to, to talk more about it, engage more with it uh, and, and learn. And the more that I learned, I was sharing that information. Now, a lot of people think, you know, that what you learn, you just kind of keep for a little while because oh, it's, it's mine. And then I'll share a little bit of it, but not all of it, because I don't want, you know, I don't want to give it all away. But the reality is we're in an information age and and it's it's thought leadership is about sharing knowledge. So the, right. whatever I learned today is what I'm sharing with everybody, you know? You know, what was interesting too, is you sort of had to, you, you had to bone up a little bit on technology because when we were talking last year, when you were first promoted and you go, yeah. I have this exciting new position, but I'm scared. And I think I know what it is and I'm not sure. And I'm working with people and I don't understand everything they do. And then here, all of a sudden you're working with engineers, Yes. right? Yeah. And helping them with their story. Tell us about that. Cause a lot of people are going through changes and shifts in their business or their world. Tell us how you shifted who you were in that process, because that, that was fascinating to me. That, that's in, intense because I actually took the role um, because it was in IT and I have not been in IT. And I was always been on the, you know, on the marketing operational side of Microsoft. And it, it's natural. It's my, where I came from. And so I challenged myself to go into the IT world to really learn the true story of Microsoft, of where things really do happen. Because brand storytelling as a general, you know, there's, there's some general rules about it, some kind of techniques that everybody's using. On the tech side, though, it's really a lot more challenging 
to take a technical story, a technical case study, uh, a white paper, you know, talk about real deep technology and bring that into something that everybody can listen to and everybody can relate to. And so that there's a lot more technique there, right? So it was a personal challenge for me. I was really grateful that they hired me because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if they will. <laughs> uh, here I am. And it's been, it's been, I have to be honest, being transparent. I read stuff, you know, for stories. I have to research a whole lot because I obviously I wasn't. I'm, I'm a little more technical now, but I wasn't when I got here, and so I had to read stuff, and it would give me a headache. Like I would read and then put it away and read it again. Uh, it was terrible. And, and acronyms, lots of acronyms in the IT world, and I was like, what does this mean? Uh, but I'm learning. You know, I've been here a while. I was gonna say and, nothing and like a good it. science book, right? <laughs> yeah, these people. It's like it's like speaking Chinese. You know, I was like, yeah. what is this? Uh, but it's been great. It's uh, it's really developed core skills that I didn't know I had more and more challenging. And it's still, I'm still here. I'm still learning. So it, it's been fun. And we're so happy you are. And so it's funny. Kate said it's uh, IT is like speaking an entirely different language. It, it absolutely is. And they understand each other. So I walk in and they look at me like, what is this blonde here to do? You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, I'll, I'll do something. I promise. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it, make it worth your while, which has been also a, a really a good challenge. You know, to be able to um, understand this IT culture, um, and I. I have to say, I have a bigger, a, a, a bigger respect for what we do here at Microsoft. Learning what's behind that technology, the people that it takes to create what we do. Wow, these people are brilliant. Brilliant. I mean, I knew we were, but amazing to get to know them personally. I sit in IT. There's four buildings specific to IT here, and just amazing, wonderful people. And they have great stories, by the way. They're they're funnier than you think. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, I was gonna you. say, I was gonna say, you know, you've known me for a while now. Did you know that I used to be one of the top programmers at Merrill Lynch back in the early days? I, I was a coder. Told me this. How did that even happen? How I don't know. It's like you're too social. So, so I, I and I laugh because we work with a lot of. Uh, you know, tech companies where the founder is an engineer and we we develop them into a thought leader. And I'm like, and then all of a sudden, once you peel it back, they're like really interesting, cool people, you know? Really? And they have great stories. Yes. I tell you, they have great, these are people that are like closet storytellers. You know what I mean? Like you pull, you open that door and it's like, woo, great stories. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Kate says, I'm I'm showing my geek colors. There you go. So, oh, right. good. Love up. it. It. Yes. So, Nerd out. Speak out. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, so, so as personal branding goes and everybody, you know, that's listening to us, what are some of the first steps or considerations of like, you know, well, well, you know, what should they think about, you know, what should they do? Yeah. Yeah. So I, when I, you know, I, I'm a coach, right? So I coach actually a lot of people. It was 15. I thought I was going to top out at 15 and I, 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 it hasn't stopped. And I'm like, I need to stop at one point because I have a job and I have a, you know, I get paid to do this, not that, but I love it. It's my passion. And one of the things I start with always when somebody comes to me and says, Hey, how do I get my brand started? What do I do? Um, it's going to sound surprising, but I always start with saying, look at your wallet and look at your time management. Look at your do a log for a week and tell me where you're spending your time, where you're spending your time and where you're spending your money is telling you what your priorities are today and what you need to start changing ah. where you want to go. People don't see it like that. Right. So they say, I want to do this and I want to do that. And usually the conversation starts with, I want this role that they think they want. Um, and I've seen transformation um, from people that are actually in IT who have moved uh, to 
to the food industry because through that process of personal branding, you get to know yourself. And the beginning of that is understanding where you are today and then where you want to be. And where you are today is by looking at your wallet, where you're spending your money and where you're spending your time. Those two currencies are talking about your priorities. If you can't prioritize yourself uh, and your future self, then we have no conversation to go on. And I, I actually will turn people down who, who don't, you know, don't, don't know what that's about. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. So then, so then once they do that, are there any yep. exer other exercises you give them Absolutely. or things? Absolutely. So then we, you know, we do a log management. I don't get into their money. I just tell them that for themselves. <laughs> so we, we arrive at I a thought you were doing it so you could get paid for that first session. <laughs> I don't get paid for that. I, I do it. You don't. I it's crazy. I just love it. Um, anyway, but, um, once they decide and they, they have this moment of like realization, oh my gosh, this is who I am today, what I'm doing. Because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I work out. And then, you know, they're like, yeah, I don't really don't work out. You know, so that it's a moment of truth that people come to for personal branding. Once they've arrived at that, they begin to learn themselves. So yes, we go through exercises of um, personal personality tests. Uh, there's a personality match app that's really cool that I use. Uh, it's simple and you can download it on iOS. Uh, and I also believe on, on um there's, a, there's different uh, aspects of it. Anyway, so um, personality, love language, um, and time management. And that sets the tone of who you are today and then aspirationally where you want to be. So then I work on uh, where you want to be, two attributes that are overarching of who you want to show up as. Because branding is not who you want to, who you say you are, who you want to be. It's actually what people say you are. It's a perception of, of who you are uh, by people. So, so, you know, bringing that self to say, well, people think I'm this, how do I change that perception? There's a process there that you have to abide by. For me, example, my, my you know, my, my personal example was I, I was, I am very sarcastic. I can be very sarcastic and that's not part of my brand. So I decided my brand is kind and, you know, sarcasm and kind don't go together. So I had to kind of eradicate that from my speech every day. So even the way you speak, how you show up, what you do will speak to your brand, you know, digitally and in person and so we go through that process of learning yourself liking yourself and ultimately loving who you are you know coming to the place of saying okay i've arrived here i'm gonna get to work on cleaning my social media showing up as a thought leader as an industry leader and the people will begin to recognize that uh and then they'll know me by that and i can now i can hone into what i'm building as a brand it's a promise you know your brand makes a promise to people and they you hope they buy in right so they're gonna buy in if you give them something back so what are you giving back as a brand and that's something to ask yourself. Yeah, that's uh, that's excellent. And then, um, what's the name of that uh, that app or that test that you use? Yeah, it's called Personality Match, and maybe I can just pull it up here so you can you can see it. Um, it's really cool. It's a little bit kind of like the Myers Briggs, but it gives oh, you yeah. more. It's actually it's 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 more intuitive. Um, I'm like I'm putting myself out here, but it's going to show mine. But it's a uh, I don't know if you can see it. This is it. Oh yeah. Uh, Okay, so it's Myers Briggs. I'm I'm the commander. My family makes fun of me for that. They're like, we knew you were the commander. I'm like, shut up. Um, but you know, we've actually all done it together as a family. My 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 sons and my husband. And it's really cool when you understand other people's personality. You're like, oh, that's why they act like that. You know, this is why they see things like that. And when we understand that about ourselves, um, we get we get to know more introspective of our reactions, of our behaviors, and how to change that when it doesn't fit in, in a culture, in an industry, or if, it, if it's actually driving change, if that's the way you yeah. want it. It's really important to get to know that. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> One thing uh, that I always think about, or I was thinking about also when you were talking, is the fact that, you know, people get into the personal uh, brand uh, part of it. And yeah. I think, um, 
I think they forget because, you know, these, to me, these are two different things, but they should be woven together is, you know, we mentioned thought leadership and I think we yes. throw that around loosely. Yeah. Uh, tell me your view on personal branding as it applies to thought leadership. Yeah, you know, again, they go hand in hand, but they're not the same. Your personal brand is all of who you are, right? It's, it's I'm a mom, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm a co-worker. And people think it's just the career path of it. It's not. It's all of me. And that's why it has to show up authentic because we sometimes we pick up on brands of people that are just like showing one side of themselves. And you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about this person because they're not authentically showing all of themselves. You have to be vulnerable when you're building your brand. The thought leadership comes in as you part as you develop your brand and you're actually like I said before you're consistently provide providing value content you know you're blogging you're tweeting you're uh, you're out there showing the value that you have and the things that you've learned in that space so in thought leadership comes in as a secondary as a result of you showing up and saying this is who I am this is Miri I talk personal branding and the people begin to recognize you for that thought leadership and, and they begin to ask you like people come to me all the time they're like hey can you you know can you coach me on that um Frankly, I, I, when people started coming to me, I was like, what? You already coaching? You know, I'm not a coach. But it was more the thought leadership that I presented. I, I used these techniques for myself and they worked. And I talked about it. I was vulnerable to say, yeah, I was sarcastic. And I had to kind of clean that up a little bit. Yeah, I made mistakes on social media. I had to clean that up a little bit because we're all in it. You know, we're all human. We're all making those mistakes. So be human, be authentic, be genuine. Uh, and people begin to see that. And then talk about the things that are your transformative moments that you're passionate about. And you'll start to draw people within the same, you know, the same aspect, the same wavelengths uh, of that. For me, it's personal branding, storytelling, social media. So people come to me and talk about that because that's what I love. I love and I talk about. So, yeah, cool, cool. So, uh, all right. So, take me behind the walls without disclosing confidentiality. Okay. So, as I th as I think about storytelling, I'm like. To me, it's about being, remember how uh, I think Jackson mentioned, we used to have the power of authenticity. We had a whole series out on this. And and so, and I think we need to bring that back because I think, you know, there's something about being true to your story and who you are, being authentic. And then, you know, instead of telling a story, does that make sense? And so I want to hear your take on all that and how that works yeah, behind yeah, the scenes. You know, the, the storytelling has kind of like been a buzzword in the last couple of years and people are like, what is it and how do I apply it to business and how do I apply it to personal branding? And people, I don't know that people really understand um, that we are all storytellers. I wanna say we are because we, we have, coffee with a friend and we tell stories, right? I mean, right. we just innately, it's part of how we communicate effectively. Um, it's become a strategy for business, for brands, uh, to really take something like technology or data um, and turn that into information that, that people, you know, love and connect with uh, through a story. So it's a strategy, it's a business content strategy um, for connection. When you think about telling a story uh, for yourself, showing up authentic, uh, again, those transformative moments are the ones that you need to be talking about, both for your brand and for yourself. You need to be able to um, be genuine and be be authentic and whatever that is for you. I think the most powerful thing that anybody can do is come to a place. It really takes hum humility. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, you have to be humble. You have to say I don't have it all put together. You, I don't. I'm working through it. This is my journey. Um, have to craft that story as if, you know, as if as if it's something that you're still putting together because you are. Your love, your life has not ended yet. You're still working at this, right? So, right. So it's part of you know. It's connecting with your customers internally and externally. It's the from both a branding perspective, personal brand and corporate brand. It's connecting with your customers um, on both sides from a very human from from the core of your heart. 
and, and it's the passion that you have for whatever it is that you are and whatever it is that you're doing and how that is showing up to make someone better because you don't just say, hey, I want to sell you this. Okay, what is that and why you want to sell it? People just say, hey, let me tell you a story about this. And then you craft how this is making someone better, how it made me better and how you it may make you better. And now they're going, huh, tell me more. At the end, the audiences want to know what's in it for me, right? All of you here are sit listening because there's something in it for you. Um, that's how we are. That's human, right? So um, your promise that you make to your audience, both on a personal brand or a corporate brand, is how you're going to make someone or something better uh, to to make to leave a legacy of, of of wonderful things in the world. That's what it's about. Yeah, and I think of uh, I was thinking of being vulnerable, you know, a little bit too, where you yes. know it's it might be uncomfortable, but I think that's. I think that's what people connect with, right? Because they're like, wow, that person really went through a lot and look at where they're at now, you know? And, and so, so what part of that do you, do you think is, is important to weave in? And then, you know, I guess a piggyback question is what do you put on your profile and social media? You know, how do you decide, you know, what, you know, part of your, cause your story could be when we yeah. have people do the writing dump, it's like, sometimes it's four pages and we're like, okay, we need it. We need to get it down to one page and then down to 2000 characters and then et cetera. Yes. Yeah. So you, you choose your transformative moments. We all have them. Uh, there are moments that we've had in our lives that we did not Im immediately, you know, it was, we just showed up and those things happened. Life happens. There are other things that we made happen. Um, one of them for me, obviously is being born, you know, in the slums of Caracas, Venezuela, a place where you would wouldn't even think of having a future you know teenagers um, live up to 13 they either join a gang or get killed by a gang and so uh, you know a, a place where you just have no, no no foreseeable future you just live day by day uh, and so uh, being born from somewhere like this and ending up here right the blessings the things that have happened the the full moments have led to this um and that's part of my story um i you know there's ugliness to it there's there's the realness to it um you don't have to show up with all of it you don't have to talk about the, you know, every single thing but the the art the overarching theme of that story gets to people i don't have to tell everybody all the main you no know, i don't want to bore people with details of struggles but there's themes there that people can can align to and can say oh you know i get it miri it's been tough you know i went to to a black school when i came here and i was i was uh you know people pulled my hair and so those are all things that i learned i was just like oh okay i i didn't know those things happened uh you know racism in venezuela is doesn't exist it's not the same and so those are the things that i i personally learned that made up who i am today so you choose and pick those moments to integrate as part of your story a story has essential attributes right so you have the main character you have the suspense moments you have the surprise moment in those two suspense and surprise this is where people want to know more right this is when you're building and they're foreshadowing what's going to happen next that's what makes the story right. great right so you build that up and say this happened to me and this happened to me and, and people are going oh wow and you know we all have those moments and so be crafty be creative and building that and then you end up with the conclusion of the story and you actually kind of let people conclude that on their own right i don't say yeah. this is who i am i let you think you know and make your conclusion on who i am today based on my own moments that happened so um so th there is there is a, a creative brief if you will to the story um what you put on your social media to your piggyback question would be a, a, a concise of that right so if you see my social media um i actually have different bios one for linkedin which is a little bit different but they all kind of just have the same theme so you'll have the you know, my, I'm feminine in my in my attributes for my for my brand, and I'm kind. So you'll see both kind of playing out those attributes. Uh, you can use different words for them, but the theme is the same, right? 
and you'll see I'm an immigrant. You'll see my my Venezuelan flag posted on my Twitter account. And I'm not saying I'm an immigrant who was born, you know, in Venezuela in the slums, but just with that flag, I'm already telling a little bit of the story, right? Uh, right. So those are things that you can use and you can be very, very um, creative with that makes people want to know more. Uh, it's kind of like a peak, you know, your your bio should just be just a little bit of, of who you are. So people go, tell me more, tell me more. My LinkedIn talks about ice cream. I love ice cream. I say, <laughs> right. you know, uh, so, so, you know, it's just, it, it makes you different and it's, it's, it's who you are. You're not making anything up. It's who you are. You're just being very, you're being creative and you're giving pieces of you, nuggets of you so people can go, oh, tell me more, tell me more. I wonder who this Miri chick is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just, I'm just glancing uh, at some of the folks that are on today and we, we do some coaching with these folks. And so what's interesting is, is, you know, we're all developing sort of like, you know, how we're going to come out of the gate. And, yes. and one of the things I think we need to do is to not just test this in social media, but in our everyday conversation. Yes. So, so what do you do? What do you, how do you coach like the engineers and some of the people that you coach? How yeah. do you coach them into that conversation, the verbal conversation in their world with their story? Yeah. So, so once I go through, you know, we go through the learning phase, learning yourself. And that takes, that takes a little while for people to open up and, and go through that part. The liking yourself is when you decide the aspiration. So in my case, it was like, Hey, okay. So I was raised a feminist feminist, a fervent feminist. And I, that didn't work for me I, in a sense of, you know, don't open the door because I have two good arms. No, I, I, I don't, I don't function like that. I want men to open the door. My, well, my husband to open the door, my, my son's to open the door. Um, I, I want to be served and I want to serve. It's part of my philosophy. So I had to kind of mold that around um, to say, well, I, I want to hone in more into the feminine side of me. Uh, not that feminism is bad or anything. It's just my own take of how I want to show up. Right. So, um, conversationally, that begins to be part of my, who I am. I want, well, after the phase of learning, liking yourself is aspirational. I say, well, I want to be, I want to show up like this. And that means I have to start talking about it. So for engineers, for example, uh, the question is always why. And I ask that 10 times if I have to, why are you here? Oh, I'm here because I got a job. No, why are you here? I'm here because I moved from India. No, why are you here? I'm here because I have dreams. Why? Why? Why are you here? And so you begin to kind of like on, you know, get get through the layer of the why, and then you end up at this core level of our humanity, and these stories start coming out. You know, that you're here because you moved, and your mom got sick, and you wanted to send money back to your country, and then you got a job at my, and it's just like an amazing story yeah. developing. So do that with yourself. Ask yourself, you know, what. Who do you want to be, Mary? Well, I want to be a storyteller. Why? And why? And why? And by the time you end with like the seventh why, it's like <laughs> I've arrived at a different answer. And that is the conversation you start having. That is the core and the passion of your story. Yeah, as Bryant says in here, your purpose. And I think that's your next, I think that's your next blog is seven whys to the what. <laughs> you know, are you telling me to write a blog about yeah, it? I, I, yeah, I'm just inspired. I'm, I'm influencing you I to like write a blog. I'll write yeah. it and interview you. How's that? Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Uh, you know, actually, I had one of my mentees tell me that actually something like that exists. That somebody wrote a, a book about it. I have to find it. I This was told to me this week, actually, two days ago. They're like, Miri, somebody already came up with that. It's it's like the seventh level of something. I was like, you're kidding me. I came up with that. No, I'm just kidding. So somebody else had the same idea. The point is... Um, so get, get, get deeper, get deeper into the why, because then you start finding out more about it. I call it heart surgery. You really just dig deeper, dig deeper until you get to the core. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, Kate was saying Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's uh, yeah, the no, book no, that's, that's been around it. for. No, it's yeah, not it. I, I, know, I know which one you were talking about. I'm going to Google it when we're done. Okay, so real quick, because Kate puts in a question here, and she's put it a couple different ways. Okay. And, and I think we all feel it. So do you ever get the task of somebody just not getting why you're doing this with them? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, well, why should I do that? And you said earlier that, like, if you're coming up on a coaching client, you're like, yeah. okay, if you don't get this, you're not yeah. ready. So, but what if you're in a professional environment where they want the whole team to be humanizing the brand, you know, yeah. how we talked about that the last few years. So they yeah. want all the engineers humanized, but all of a sudden you're going to have the people that hide in the corner and they're not coming out. What do you do about that? You know, I, I, I've let that and that that has happened. Uh, I, I let that kind of play itself out naturally. And I'll tell you why, because um, usually that comes from places of fear, insecurity, um, not me wanting to show vulnerable um you know a, a lot of a lot of that it's a very personal moment for people and and if they're not willing most of my mentees are already willing so they come to me and they're like okay ready tell me what to do and then they do it um but a lot of people who are, if we're trying to implement this as a culture you know driving a, a thought leadership culture um it, it's hard because not everybody's on that boat not everybody's ready uh, and they have to be ready so um it usually plays out that they see it's almost like early adopters and then you know the later adopters coming in and watching and going maybe maybe i need to just get away from my flip up phone and start getting you know a screen phone um it, it's that mindset that they go through themselves and go this probably does work um for me it's been you know widely recognized that i got here from my own for, for from the same um you know um coaching that i did for myself like i you know this this worked for me and i am the prime example and so it, it inspires people. If you do it for yourself and you're honest enough and you go through the process, it, it'll, it'll inspire others around you. And that is the influence that we're talking about. So bringing it back full circle, it begins to influence people when you actually put yourself out there first. So don't try to change anybody or anything yet. Work on you, work on yourself, work on how that works. And then that will speak for itself, even for pro corporate branding, it'll speak for itself. And then you can, you can start kind of showcasing those results and, and people will buy in. Yeah, it's it's lead by example, and you know, fortunately, like you know, with some of our big brands like Microsoft, there there's a bigger pool of people where you can, you know, sort of let some of the people get away with just watching the show for a little bit and then <laughs> jumping in, um, and then some of the smaller clients on here, like you know, well, there's only eight of us, but only three of us really are all in. So, I, I think there. What about like? Um, what about having external influences versus internal influences? Do you think that comes into play? Well, you know, it, it, again, you're right. There's different audiences, there's different uh, environments. Uh, I it really, again, I, I'm back to sh those people who are on it, who, are, who want to do it. If there's three of you, start with the three. Start with the three. Uh, sometimes the external influence can also be seen as condescending. You know, people say, well, you're bringing somebody else to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, that's true, um, right. But, but if you if you really live it out yourself, you are your own testimony. You're the living testimony of things happening better and better for the company, for your brand, for yourself. So try it out. My my recommendation in that case is you know do, throw a pilot. You know do it with the three people that are working and say hey we're gonna do an experiment. Uh, we're gonna take three months, three to six months and, and do a baseline and see what happened before and after. I guarantee you your after is going to be better because it works. Um, <laughs> right. you, have, you have data, then you have data to show and say, hey guys, why don't you join us? You know, we're, we, something's happening here. You know, leadership begins with us. You know, change begins with us. I, I'm not one of those 
people that say, oh, you know, complain about the change that on, that's not happening and sit back and talk about it. Uh, if you want change, you start it. And, and there's no excuse, honestly, in any aspect of a Microsoft or any aspect of a, a big brand or a small brand. Microsoft being big can also be a challenge because it's that big. Oh, how do you yeah. how do you influence that many people? How do you change that many people in a transformation for 190,000 plus employees, right? So 100 sorry, 120,000 um, employees. So that's something that every 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 company has its own um, challenges and but it starts with us. And so there's no excuse. Yeah, good question. Uh, yeah, so so that's a, that's a great response. So like let's say you do a pilot and you have the people coming about one of the other questions is what kind of what kind of goals would you set for the pilot? You know, so like, you know, so you can go, OK, look, if three of us can do this, imagine what eight of us could do. Yes, um, definitely. So the goals have to always tie in back to you your mission, your, you know, whatever it is that you have, I don't know what they are, but uh, if they're not, if, if your leadership is not going to buy in or is not going to uh, respond well, if you're just kind of going and doing your own thing on the side, but if you tie that back into whatever goals and how that pilot, uh, you know, how that pilot or experience is going to bring impact, positive impact to the final, you know, mission of your company, they'll, they'll, they'll buy in, right? So that's the first thing you got to make sure it ties back to the mission of your company, to the mission of your department, whatever that, that, that is, that it ties back. The second one in terms of goals, um, metrics would be definitely engagement, right? There would be, um, right. influence really is about engagement and I'm not talking about likes. I'm not talking about, you know, social metrics. I'm talking about people that are coming to you, customers that are coming to you, friends that are coming to you, they're talking now about what you're talking about. They want to know more. They're inquiring. They're, there's a feedback loop somehow that you're creating. So um, even if you have 10 more than you did before, that's 10 more than you did before. And so that means that there's something there that the customers want that you're giving them. And that makes a case for you to make something bigger and better for the future. Now that's that's awesome. And I was going back to when you first said take out your wallet. So what comes to my mind because when we're doing this with companies, we're like, you know, for the influencer development, we're like show us the money. How do you look at the money? You know, so the mission and the and the money. So it's like how do you count your money because at the end of the day when this when this project gets, you know, when you get behind it or you don't that's you got to have you got to have some you know there has to be some monetization you know which we that's have a, a class on that so uh but that's pretty cool so um uh, i'll let uh one other person or one of the two of these questions come in before we end here i'm like i can't believe how fast this goes every time you and i are on it's like uh, crazy we can talk all day we can talk i know i know <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm when, I, that's when that's when i geek out <laughs> um, so, hey, so what is your, without saying any names, what's your craziest, wackiest social media yeah. story? You got to have um, one, right? Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, this is part of my story, right? So I, I used to tweet a lot of people, just crazy, everybody. I was like, oh, power. You know, I have power to talk to anybody I want. So I, I, I actually started tweeting a TV personality um, that wrote a book and I was I was not in agreement with the concept of the book So I just was basically trolling this person and I was just like this book sucks. This book sucks, you know and so <laughs> This person replied and I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do now? And so I was I, I had no idea right and so um um, you know, he ended up blocking me, of course. Uh, so I've been blocked. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, I'm in Twitter hell for, for a little bit. Um, and that was a long time ago, by the way. That was, I, that's when I was sarcastic. That's, this is the new me. It was I'm your old story, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so story. I mean, lesson learned there. The power we have. Um, you know, use it for building, creating, 
showing influencing the right way we have uh you know we think that we hide under the screen and we could just say whatever honestly um every every one of those words impact more people but it impacts you most because you're the one who people are are having uh they're looking at right they're seeing what miri's yeah. writing about and what she's saying in the content uh you know i there's there's a verse and i'm gonna throw it out there it says out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So what's in uh -huh. here is going to come out. Um, and so that speaks of us more. And so I've learned to, you know, in this very, very heated uh, environment that we have today, divisive environment, we got to just be careful not to say that, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not telling you what to post out there. I'm just saying um, the power, it could be either, it can go either way. So I've chosen to make it a positive thing. I'm no longer tweeting at people and, you know, uh, talking about their books. If I don't like it, I just, you know, whatever. Unless they ask me, I'll tell them, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to offer my opinion as much as, you know, as much uh, free or whatever it is, uh, just to create some kind of reaction. Um, we are always uh, connectors and we are always um, connecting with each other. And, and so uh, what we say will impact not only other people around us, but us. So it's important to, to be aware, aware of that as we build our brands, especially. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's super cool. So, um, as we're as we're wrapping up here, um, I want everyone to type in. We always sort of ask at the end, or we ask at the end, uh, what's the one thing that you're going to actually put into action? So, I'd love to have people start chiming in on those a little bit too. And uh, all of a sudden, we're getting the whys. <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, a lot of people resonating with the whys. So, so can I give you guys? Can I give you a tip on the whys? So. Yes. Right, right down the first why, walk away. Go to the gym. If you don't go to the gym, walk, take a walk. I mean, do some kind of exercise that change it changes your brain patterns. It really does. And you're like, you're recoding. Go back to the your first why and then ask yourself why again and then answer that question. And then go back, leave it for like two days, come back and make it like a seven-day thing. You will be surprised what happens with your whys. I mean, it's just gonna I have people that just like, like I said, have turned from IT to go into the food industry. That's crazy from a why. So sling. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody's jumping in. Do you have any other favorite tools besides the one personality, uh, you know, thing that you yes. do? Yes, uh, the love languages. Uh, it, that's part of the learning yourself. So love languages is a, it's an online quiz. Um, it's usually used for couples, but it's not. You can take one for yourself. And you basically learn there's five love languages. Um, mine is acts of service. So I learned that and I was like, oh, that's great because my husband's is, he's all five. No, just kidding. He's, uh, he's gifts. And so he gets, you know, he feels loved by gifts. So if I want to love on him, I just buy him something. He's materialistic that way. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, if he wants to love on me, he's like, is that, is that just is that just men in general? Because I'll take gifts all day too. I love well, gifts. Yeah. That's probably your gift, your love life. Mine is not. I don't really have to get gifts. Listen, especially now that I'm wearing heels and insoles, if you can just rub my feet at the other day, I'm all love. <laughs> Don't give me diamond rings, give me a foot rub. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Um, so um, so you learn that, and that's really cool because in your personality, you learn that um at work. You learn also how you that's also how you feel appreciated so a lot of people don't feel appreciated at work and then, then they learn why because like words of affirmation is one gifts is one uh for me like you know i turned five years last year at microsoft and they're like oh what would you what would you like you know would you like uh, a trophy i was like give me money you know what i mean i don't i don't need gifts i need money and i need like something that can really make this thing. so um you learn that about yourself and it really helps you not only understand other people but understand yourself, how you react in your behavior. So that one's a good one. It's also free online. So, Ooh, we like free. <laughs> we love free. You're welcome. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right, cool. Well, uh, Mary, as always, we're going to have you hang on till the end. We're just going to have a couple of announcements here, see some people out. We're actually going to pick a winner. So, so you said the key thing, engagement, everybody's been engaging. So what oh, we yeah. do is we look at the people that are engaging and then we select a winner and we give away a Starbucks gift cards so they can go engage in person. I, what do they call it? IRL in real life. I want Starbucks. I like okay. Starbucks. Yeah, we'll get you Starbucks for sure. Um, okay, I'm so uh, stop yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Yeah, you're in Seattle. My gosh, I should. You got the best coffee. So anyway, uh, we're gonna put up a quick poll. If any of you want to grow your influence, we have some cool uh, things coming up in terms of our workshops and things like that. Just click on what you like or what you resonate with, and and we'll circle back with you. So while we're doing that, Jackson and Kate, come on back on. We have a. Uh, uh, next episode is uh, two seven. It's next week, next Wednesday. And uh, have you ever uh, have you ever um, uh, listened to George B. Thomas, Mary, at all? No, I need to listen to him. Is he good? Does, is it a podcast? Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's going to talk about okay. impact, impact, oh, and he. Cool. Yeah, and I always get some good ideas. Well, I get some good ideas from everybody, but it's like you know, I get good ideas from you, and it's it's definitely worth uh, tuning in next week. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, I want to make sure we have that. So, uh, so there, there we go. So I'm going to let the uh, polling question up for one uh, final minute, minute, and then uh, Jackson, do we have a, a winner, a winner for this week? Like, who's our engagement winner? Uh, yes, we do. It is uh, Jane Prue. Oh, Jane's a winner! Yay, Jane! So, Jane, here's the deal. Okay. So you have, when you get your Starbucks gift card, you have to take that to a Starbucks, of course, with somebody that you actually used one of the techniques that you learned on our program and connect to that person online and take them offline and take them to an engaging storytelling conversation at Starbucks. Jane, are you willing to do that? Is Jane on with us still? She should be. Yeah, she still should be. Yes, she's willing to do that. I love that. So way to play along. She says yes. So all right. We love our take our a picture people. and post it because if you didn't take a picture, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, what is it? They call that social proof, right? Yes. Just kidding. Goodness, goodness, goodness. That was a thing like 10 years ago, just so everybody knows. I it was know. like social proof. And I was like, what? What is that? So anyway. Uh so here's our Twitter handles. If you want to connect with any of us and talk with us. After we go off the air, which is in a quick 60 seconds here, I uh, just want to thank Mary Rodriguez for, again, our top storyteller in our world, helping us out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. And then also, uh, we look forward to seeing each and every one of you together with us online. So, Mary, I'm sure you're going to get a whole bunch of tweets. Uh, my my phone's been blowing up on Twitter. Uh, oh, God. I'm going to go take a look back. <laughs> doing this, well, I'll get caught up afterwards. But thank you again. You. Um, if I can scoot over to San Francisco, uh, is that next week or the week oh, after? Right? Yes, next week, next uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, I'm in LA, but I, I might, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, crazy, okay. crazier things have happened, so I may come over and see you guys. Now. Yes, absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, listen. Thanks for being on with us. Remember, don't forget if you miss this or you want to share this, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, all the other ones that Jackson mentioned. So from all of us here at the Influence Factory Workshop, we look forward to seeing you amazing stories online. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you online. Take care. Thank you. Bye.